Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the great country of the United States of America. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Crazy Dre Podcast Show, here again talking about sports. And uh, my buddy Sean is shaking his shorts around. I don't know what he's doing. Arizona State, baby! Arizona State. That's what shorts he's representing. He's got a uh, uh, Vegas... Uh, hockey NHL hat on, and he's got a sweatshirt. Sean is basically the most essential average male in America. It's very difficult for him to be uh, address the code, and it's just kind of really out there. But it's Sean. That's what we love about Sean. Sean, and of course, and we all love the Beaver. Right, the Beavers. What? He's got Oregon Oregon. State. Oregon State. Let's not. Let's hope that we didn't offend anybody by, by uh, saying the gold classic, alternative way of, uh, providing the, the body part of of, of a woman, because that's how we, basically that's what most guys talk about. It's what most guys need in our lives. Guess who got screwed because of a woman? Let's start with Major League Baseball. Trevor Bauer. So. As we know, as we know that Trevor is a hothead, he is one of the kind. He it is, goes all the way back to Cleveland when he got so pissed off about getting pulled out of a game, turned around, and threw a ball all the way into center field. And it actually made it into the crowd, which is insane for a pitcher to throw the ball that far, by the way. Just saying. So think about this. Think about this. You get Trevor Barr. He gets a little fiasco in Cleveland. This is... To be honest with you, his his attitude has started from, you know, from high school. So this isn't just a Cleveland thing. This is not just a Dodgers moment. This is his attitude towards life, I guess. And he's basically a very well pitcher, a very uh, egg type of guy. But but if you are in a relationship with any type of woman, you really have to watch your back. And of course, we always tell women to watch their back. If they're in a relationship with a guy who's a complete a-hole. Or a heroin addict. Oh, yeah. That's well. That's, uh, that's a story that we can talk about uh, some other time. So, Mr. Trevor is going to Japan to play baseball. And I don't know why he's going to Japan. I don't know why any baseball team, Major League Baseball team, wouldn't want to pick him up. I would. I, 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 would, I would start him. I would have him on my team. I would have some, some regulations, some rules. That's just a maybe that we'll talk about. Okay. Keep going, Trevor. Bauer. So, so I really do think, I really do think that we have a situation where you don't know who's the good guy and who's the bad girl, or the good girl, or the bad guy. So, Trevor, I hope that Japan works out for you. I hope that you have a couple years there to tone it down and maybe. Uh, get your head straight and come back to the major leagues because your talent is very, very well. And it's unfortunate that you are being wasted in, in a league that no one's going to watch you besides uh, the Japanese crowd. Just think if you would have stayed in Cleveland and that Cleveland Indians team, sorry, I said that incorrect, the Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Um, but if they would have been there, that team did great last year. And if they had Bauer, that could have got them over the hump. But yeah, it maybe. Did. That's one thing about baseball that I hate. One of the things I hate about baseball is that when you have a good team, 
and the team and the season's over, it seems like one third of the team just bounces away. Like everyone's gone. Like the Dodgers, half the Dodgers players from last year are gone. There's not. A, I mean, it's just the whole. I think, just like the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series and Freeman going back home. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I feel like, I feel like one of the worst things that for baseball is this, is that they don't have loyalty checks for players to stay on that team, because it's better for baseball. It's better for sports. It's better for teamwork, teammates. It's better for sports, uh, sportsmanship, that you live and die with your team if you're bad or good and you just don't jump the jump the boat and hopefully you uh get picked up by someone else but how about we talk about the most important thing this week i mean it's coming up it's saint patty's day weekend which it always falls on freaking march madness let's talk about that let's talk about that let's first of all congratulate north carolina for not accepting the NIT, oh, which I don't even know why you wouldn't accept it because your team needs practice, correct? <laughs> that like, was pretty bad, pretty pathetic. Yeah, so let's congratulate that team. You can never be too good to be accepted to a tournament if you're not a top breed team. So what I mean is that because you didn't make the tournament, you should still do it for practice. And North Carolina probably would have been the favorite in the NIT. Like, that team is very talented. They're very talented, but they're just, they just aren't organized. Right. But they're they just, probably would have been one of the top two out of the 32 that were predicted to win the NIT. Yeah. So, Michigan went to it. Michigan and Rutgers going to it. Do mm-hmm. I see Michigan going far? Maybe to their, I don't know, what do you call it? Their Sweet 16? I mean, I don't Lead know. eight, maybe, because it's 32? Yeah. At least Elite Eight. Maybe the Final Four. No, I don't even come. No, they're not going to make the Final Four. Are you sure? No, because I feel like they have the the Dickerson problem. They rely way too much on him. And if he doesn't make baskets, then little Howard, Jordan Howard's son, and, and if he can't make shots, then the team is really struggling. All right? So let's talk about the real tournament, the NCAA. Big March Madness, big boom. That's that one that starts on Thursday. and then the Well, one technically starts on Tuesday, Tuesday. with the two play-in games. Uh, double 16 seed um, playing tomorrow night at 640. Um, South, Southeast Missouri State versus Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Uh, Corpus Christi probably wins that game. They're the actual favorite. But I'm more intrigued about the 9-10 game. Um, it's Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State. Like Mississippi State's won some quality games this year, and so has Pittsburgh. And the winner plays Iowa State. So, so Iowa, Iowa. I think Iowa's just going to. You mean Iowa State? Iowa State. They the they going. I I hate to be that team. Just sit around on Tuesday, look and watch the the games on Tuesday, and we'll see who who you're going to play. Because, I mean, you can overanalyze. You can be too relaxed. You can not be prepared enough. I mean, if you don't start fast, it's important for all these teams to start fast. Or they might play Nevada, Arizona State. Just want to recorrect that for a second because that's the other 11-11 seed, and I don't know which. Oh, yeah, because they flopped. Yeah, because one's in the West region and one's in the. Um... Yeah, because they flopped those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about one of the upset teams that could have happened. One of them is St. Mary's and VCU. 
St. Mary's, when they play Gonzaga and blah, 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 they play excellent. They play their league, their division very well. But VCU, I mean, they're kind of a one of those sleeper teams where they play very well and no one's really paying attention to them. And if St. Mary's overlooks the light and tries to look into the next round, you, they could lose. And VCU is uh, a championship team. Like They actually won their season championship in the Atlantic 10. They actually won their conference tournament. So, I mean, and we all know, which we will touch on in a few seconds, VCU is a magical team. It goes all the way back to Shaka Smarts. Yeah, and Shaka Smarts. Speaking of Shaka Smarts, he's with Marquette. And, and they got a two seed. So Mar- Marquette is playing. Who are they playing? Marquette is going to be playing on good old St. Patty's Day. And they play um, the afternoon game. University, v- University of Vermont. Vermont. At 245. So that team, that game in itself should be, I think, quite easy for them. I don't They're think, favored by 11. I don't think that's going to be a really upset game. I think Shockham Smarts. I think he, with a couple of losses that they had earlier this year, it's a different team. So I don't see them sleeping on this team. Where and Marquette is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They've won nine straight. Yeah. And then looking at the NCAA history, I think it's only happened either three to four. Four times at a 15 seed has beaten a two seed. So it's in the favor of Marquette. But let's talk about that matchup of what could happen if Marquette wins that game. And uh, then my buddy's team, Michigan State, has to play against USC. Which, let's first talk about, it's good old St. Patty's Day, and we are playing the very first game. And what color is St. Patty's Day? Green! baby so we were very very blessed most of the time we do get screwed when it comes to the tournament we get sent out west or east they put us in columbus what a gift baby they don't have to fly they'll be on a bus and our opponent is usc an upcoming big 10 team in two years by the way so we'll be playing them in a few years more often but they got to get on a plane and fly to us. Yeah. Which is fine because they're going to get used to that. However, let's talk about the game in itself for, for Michigan State. The last two games that I've seen Michigan State play. They look like ass. They, they, they don't have that shooter. And I've said this before in other, past, in other podcasts. I feel like when they're supposed to have that guy that just makes a shot when they need a shot made, even if they're going to a four and zero and four, zero and five run, they need that guy to make a shot. And this is something that Michigan State is struggling. They don't have that guy, but they also don't have one thing. Their rebounding ability is not even on the mark. With Michigan State, when you have a lot of okay, maybe 35% shooters, you need your rebounders. Now, do I think that USC, will is going, USC is going to win this game? I actually do think that they're going to win. I just think that in order for Michigan State to win this game, they have to hit their shots. And I mean not their second and third rebounds on the same possession. 
I'm talking about the first shot that they shoot out or the second rebound or the first rebound they get in that same possession, they're going to go straight back up, get a foul, uh, turn a, a, a two-point into a three-point possession. Those are the games that Izzo wants to coach. And this team does not, this team does not have any resemblance of the old glory of Michigan State. Do I think that Izzo's on the way out? I don't know, but I'm not going to say that in this game. I mean, in this situation because of what's happened in the last month at Michigan State. So I got to give credit to some U.S., a little bit of USC before I talk to my Spartans. Like, the Pac-12 is not the Big Ten, first of all. The Big Ten is better. But USC beat Arizona State twice, which Arizona State is playing on Wednesday night in their, you know, the last four in. Um, they played Arizona very tough, um, 87, mm-hmm. Um, sorry, actually Arizona state, they beat them two out of three times cause they lost to them in the conference tournament, mm-hmm. but they almost beat Arizona, but they did beat number four in the country, UCLA by 13 points. Well, that's going, I mean, that says something for you. And they beat Auburn. Because USC for the longest time have kind of struggled. And the USCLA have just recently become really good again. And Auburn, you know, they're, they're a team that's going to be a hit and miss every other year. You don't know what team's going to show up. Funny thing is they're uh, playing a Big Ten team too. Yeah. Auburn's playing Illinois. Yeah. And I do think that Illinois could win that game. But, I, again, Illinois. Hit or miss, just like Michigan State. They, they sometimes are. These sometimes they play real big and sometimes they play real small, which means that at the times where they have their big players on the court, they the players play smaller than what they really are. Which any team that does that is has that problem. So we'll probably touch on this game more before since it's Monday. We'll probably touch on it on Thursday a little bit more. But as of right now, we're not going to make a prediction. No, let's not. So let's keep this. This atmosphere of the Big Ten. Let's talk about Penn State against Boise State. Penn State, let me tell you what. If you hit your three-pointers, you're in. If you don't hit your three-pointers... Actually, it's Boise State versus Northwestern. Penn State plays Texas A&M. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, Boise State plays Northwestern on Thursday at 735. So, but he is correct. Northwestern is kind of just like Penn State. If they hit their threes, the game... I think they're irrelevant. They're both yeah. kind of relevant. But anyway, Northwestern is playing Boise State at 735, and then Penn State plays at 955 against Texas A&M. The good thing about Northwestern, okay, is the only their second time in a tournament. Okay, so they're excited. But they're playing a Boise State team from the Mountain West, which, okay, they're good. But here's the positive. Boise State is 0-8 in when they get in the dance. But that can also be scary, buddy. Well, it is because if you're 0-8 and you're going against a team that's only been in the tournament now the second time, you're coaching the whole bit. It's going to be played out based on how much pressure you can feel. I actually think it's an advantage for Boise State to be 0-8 mm-hmm. at this time because you, well, I'm not saying the players themselves, I'm saying that the school generally is to the point where they are going to go over the hump. 
this is kind of a wash because, you know, I would, I mean, if Michigan State was playing Boise State, I mean, obviously they would have got sent out West, but that would have been kind of a gift. That would have been a little bit more of a gift, actually, because think about that. Michigan State's got the whole, you know, we've been there before. We're probably not going to lose to this team. We don't want to be a, the first time to lose that. But you are 100% right about it, this game could be scary. And this is kind of going to, like I said, this is going to be, even though Northwestern's favored by two points, 1.5, it's a pick em game. And if I was Penn State, I would go on. If you were Northwestern in? Yeah, wait a second. Are you going to go to the 955 game? Because Penn State plays Texas A&M. Oh, I'm sorry. So Northwestern, if I was Northwestern, I would play with, with all your showing your cards. So whatever got you to the tournament, keep doing that and don't quit doing that because you, if you keep the pressure on Boise State, they're going, if they start falling behind, they're going to say in their head oh not this again oh nine that pressure will be so northwestern needs to do that they 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 just need to just go in there win the game blow them out don't even look at their score don't even look at the time if you're up by 10 with six minutes to go keep playing hard and keep rebounding and keep shooting your threes penn state with texas a.m don't get down 17 effing points. Don't get down 19 points. Yeah. Play the game. Make your shots. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Texas, Texas A&M is okay, but they got rocked yeah. in the uh, SEC championship. No showing. Alabama. They had all their star players in foul trouble. Miller had three fouls. The other guy had three fouls. Yeah. Like, and they couldn't get over the hump. They, were, they ended up losing yeah. by 20-plus points. Like, you know. Are they just going to – so I think Texas A&M come, come, comes out. Obviously, I want the Big Ten, but it's one of those games that, like, Texas A&M better show up compared to what they are. It's kind of funny if you think about this. Look at how many teams are playing SEC teams. Like, Iowa is playing, you know, Auburn, you know. So, you know, but anyway – the other ones that we like to touch on, and we'll touch on later in this, this week, but the 12-5 matchup between Oral Roberts and Duke. Yeah, let's talk about that right now. Let's talk about that because people are going to need to know and need to listen. I think any team that's playing against Oral Roberts should be scared. This team is relatively small. It's a smaller school. No one really pays attention to them. And then you have Duke. It reminds me of a St. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Final four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so I think if you're Duke, you can't be, you can't play down to the level. You can't, if they start missing shots, you can't start missing shots. If they start making shots, you can't miss your shots. But if you can get ahead of Oral Roberts right away, there's no looking back. Oral Roberts is 30 and four. So yeah. they are a damn good team. So they're not, so they're not going to, shun away from your presence of being duke the whole coach k era is completely over so this coach but we will give credit to this coach because he was 16 and 0 at home yeah 16 yeah okay i'll give him credit for that but when it comes down to the big tournament stuff it's a whole different field this means that coach k can't hold your hand can't cuddle you and say okay little guy what do you think we should do in this moment no He's not there no more. 
this guy's going to have to get things together. If they get down by 10 points <sighs> to Earl Roberts, they're going to be. It's a that game. is bad. But let's that give them bad. credit for winning the ACC championship, right? You're right. Bunch of freshmen. You're right. Okay. But they, they, they always play freshmen. And I don't like Duke, but I'm going to give them credit for coming out and winning nine straight and winning the ACC. I think, I think we should make a bet. I think I if, want Oral Roberts to win. I think I think if Duke wins the NCAA championship, oh God. I think Sean should wear or Sean should buy a Duke hat. I'm okay with that. And because <laughs> since we're talking about Duke, we all know even though we're in the Midwest bra- or the East bracket, of course NCAA has to put us with Duke and it, it would be meeting them in the Final Four if we went that far. Or they, of course, would put Kentucky if there was a miracle and they beat Providence. You know, we would meet Kentucky. You know, that's what they do. They got to make sure we got Kentucky and Duke in the same division every year. But, yeah, it's good for them. It's good for Michigan State because it sets them back down to reality. Oh. Where I can't say that about Michigan because Michigan is like in a whole different platform or universe of can't play basketball no more. I don't know. Maybe we Can just we a- go to Rick Patino? Oh, well, let's talk about Kentucky. You brought up Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky first. Okay. Providence. Providence is going to be a good game for Providence. If Providence can get, a, get ahead. You got to make their threes. And they have their threes, but... That point guard for Providence, he needs to play within control. When I see him, when I see that team lose, look up the guy's name, the point guard for Providence. This guy, he's got a great athleticism. He's, got, he's a great leader. He plays really hard. But you know what? I'm telling you, if you play out of control. Well, not- it's either Quentin Berry. Alan Breed or Jared Byam, David Carter, one of those three. Well, one of those four. Well, it's the one with the shaggy hair. Did you see anybody? Those, his hair's all shaggy. The so, one. Oh, it's probably Jared Bynum. Yeah, so that guy. Five foot ten. Yeah, that guy's small. Guy. You're small for any college or NBA basketball. But you have an athleticism that you can take your team to the next level. If you can play within the control of the game and control the tempo of the game, you can beat Duke. I mean, Kentucky. I'm going everywhere. <laughs> Kentucky. Look, Kentucky. Look, Kentucky's a team that, that they have this old history with this coach, but I don't even think it's, is, his, is that coach even going to be there? Kyle Parry? Yeah. Or is that the Kansas coach? That's Kansas coach. Kyle Parry's be there. Okay. So I really think that. This is not the same Kentucky team no more. This is they're going on the way out. So I think Providence has a great. And chance. Providence has beat UConn this year. They beat Marquette. Yeah. One hundred three ninety eight. Yeah. And they beat um, Creighton, which are all in the tournament. Yeah. So let's go Providence. Oh Providence, I agree. Yeah, let's go Providence. I never like any blue teams. So. What game did you want to talk about? We got to talk about Rick Patino and the Iona Gales, baby. Well, and guess where he's probably going to We're talking about maybe Rick Patino getting another great big job and not being at a small school. He might go to either Georgetown or St. John's, more likely St. John's. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do like, you know, forget about the sex scandals of a, a bunch, bringing a bunch of girls to the, to the frat parties and bringing them into all these underclassmen from high school. Yeah, that's why they're there. These girls just uh, 
found other guys, hit it, Whacker, and then that's how you do it. But do you remember he saved Kentucky? When he became there, he became the coach, and he was one of the coolest guys in the world and hired a female as an assistant coach and brought that program to greatness. Yeah. So there, he's got – He knows how to coach. He knows yeah. how to communicate with players. He knows how to do that. Can he keep his mind out of the gutter? Let's hope so. So let's – Can they beat UConn? Yeah, I think they could. I think that team where well, – I think Coach – Patino was like, man, I've been here a hundred times. You can be anybody you want to be. And UConn isn't the old UConn it used to be. So that's they don't have that great coach. They have that guy that used to be. Yeah. It's another Hurley because Hurley's at Arizona State, the other brother. So Hurley's only been there for a few years. Yeah. So I don't. That's going to be another upside game. It's I would fun. love to see Iona win. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun because then that means. Coach Patino would most definitely have. How much fun would that be seeing Iona versus VCU in the second round? You would have a 12 or a 13 going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah, I just got, I just got, fuck, I just got goosebumps on that one. Boom, let's talk, let's, let's go for upsets. This could be the year for a lot of upsets, not just two or one. There could be at least four or five different teams that just come out of nowhere. You could see a lot of 11 seeds go on. Yeah, you could. I mean, uh, I mean we, we both agree on Providence. Yeah. Um, we don't know who Iowa State's going to play yet, but who, can, who knows? NC State, Creighton. I mean, that's another 11 seed. Yeah, but I anyway. Mean, yeah, Creighton, yeah, Creighton's another team that they, didn't, that they haven't been playing well in the last month and a half. I mean, they're decent. But in the beginning of the year, they looked better. But with NC State, this is that's a game that NC State could steal. We gotta touch on two. The five twelves are always the most important. Uh, you got uh, San Diego State um, out of the Mountain West, a five seed playing a Charleston. I mean, they're both. I mean, this is not a normal five seed. Like no normal five seed, you would think Pac twelve, ACC. Big Ten, Big East. Like, okay, and I would sit here and say, okay, in Indiana would blow the Charleston Cougars out of the water. Or a Creighton would probably blow the Charleston Cougars out of the water. But Charleston is playing San Diego State. And Charleston is 31-3. and three. I get it. San Diego Aztecs are 27-6. and five, six. Yeah. I will probably take the Cougars. Yeah, that's, that's another good upset. I mean, when you're that small of a school or don't get that much recognition, you have nothing to lose. And that's, what I, that's how I would coach these 12 seats. You have nothing to lose. They gave us the opportunity to be there, and let's use it to our advantage. And San Diego State is the weakest of the five seats. Yeah. By far. Yeah. The Mountain West is not the Big Ten, the Pac-12, no, the ACC, no. the Big East. No, no. So I'm kind of... In some ways, I am kind of surprised that San Diego State got the five seed. For, to consider that. I think they, to me, they should have been a, like a seven or eight seed. Maybe a six. Yeah. Last five, 12, you got the Miami Hurricanes versus the Drake Bulldogs. And I think Miami may be missing a star player. Yeah. But we still have time before that Friday game that yeah. could, things could change. His ankle. Sure, seen his ankle. It went the wrong way. Yep. And when you saw that ankle roll and then you saw him come back out, sit on the bench, he had like four or five layers of ice on his ankle and went up to his knee. 
You can actually watch it on YouTube, but I would that's, not recommend it. It's not for the strong stomachs. No, that's not. Under let's the not do that. All right. So now that we've done with the NCAA for a bit, we're going to talk about the NFL, how the Raiders have got the pretty boy from San Fran. Jimmy G. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And I must say this. I think Jimmy G is a good player. Do I think he's a great player? Do I think he's an awesome player? I think he's a great, good player, but I don't think he's an awesome football player. Otherwise, he's going to go with Devontae Adams and Jacobs in the background if Jacobs is still there. I mean, is he on that contract? Who? Jacobs. Yeah, he just signed the franchise tag. Okay. So, however, the biggest issue with Mr. Garoppolo is what? Guys, I just don't think players like him. I don't think his teammates like him. I don't know why, but I think that could be a problem. That could be a really, very problem. Because if you get a good quarterback and the players don't like you, your team's not going nowhere. Look what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he's going to the Jets. <laughs> That's pretty pretty much guaranteed because the Jets just let go of Mike White is going to be the backup for Tulu down in Miami. Um, or actually, he might start if he, if, if he has so many concussions. Yeah. But that means they... Already had $15.25 million in salary cap available. And now you don't sign another, I mean, pretty decent quarterback. I would have just kept Mike White and gotten rid of the other guy from BYU, the one that Zach Wilson that wants to hit on every single MILF in the country. But Can you blame him? Uh, he didn't do anything like the Kardashians, I guess. Well, yeah, Justin Bieber. That's just a Bieber. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, could you? I don't know. Is that it? I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd put anything in the Kardashians. Is that what? Is they that, would have to pay me. Is that maybe not? I oh, probably yeah. you, with that mug <laughs> on your face. They're probably like, "Have you seen this man? He's escaped from the institutional of Michigan State." But does Jimmy G improve the 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 Raiders? I I think he's going to do better than Carr. So do the Raiders make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Aaron Rodgers back to him real fast is. It's not final on Aaron Rodgers being a Jet, but it's pretty damn close. Now you're in the toughest division. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins just got better with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. We haven't touched on that yet, but that's just a quick thing. Detroit was trying to get him. Right. The Dolphins just got better. They didn't even need Jalen Ramsey because they already had amazing cornerbacks. Um, they got Waddle and freaking, you know, the Cheetah. But then you got Josh Allen. Ken... I mean, will this just be a waste, just like Brett Farr? Do the Jets make the playoffs? No. Okay. I know what I think. This is they this. have to go eleven and five to probably make it. Yeah, I think ten this and is, six doesn't make it. I don't think. I just think this is a way to try to make Aaron um, Rodgers happy. He can live out his Playboy lifestyle in New York or New Jersey. Well, he'll probably have a a place in Manhattan or somewhere nice. So he can go run around and during the week and get his ding dong played, and then he'll go to play them with the Jets. And I don't really think he cares if he wins or loses. I think he just cares about having fun. I think if he was a married man and had couple kids, 
and he was settled down, I don't think he would have gone to the Jets. I think he would have either stayed at Green Bay and I retired in a couple of years and say thank you for the service, or he would have gone to a team that has somewhat potential chance of winning a, a championship. But I don't see the Jets winning anything. I think the only thing that the Jets are going to win is going to be, let's see if the Jets have a better seed next year than the Lions. I'm going to say they go 10-7. and seven. Mm, 9 and 7. 9 and 8? 9 and 8. Okay, so before we started this podcast, we were not going to touch on this, but this is breaking news. Patrick Peterson, the former Arizona Cardinal, the former Minnesota Viking, the one that used to do a lot of kickoff returns, but also just ended up playing the CB for the Minnesota Vikings, just signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-year contract. So that's He's good. a little bit older. He's 33 years old. And then the crazy thing is that this one just happened. The former Carolina Panther, absolute garbage. That hasn't been good anywhere, not even at USC. Sam Darnold is going to go be worthless in San Francisco <laughs> for a one-year contract. Could you imagine your, your starting quarterback has just got surgery done, Pudi, and then like, you like sign this other guy, Donald, to be his backup? Okay. Yeah, and Sam Darnold's still not even a good enough ba- a backup quarterback. He's probably a third stringer. Yeah, but they, I mean, Cause they still got Lance, remember that? Yeah, but why would they have three quarterbacks? They must not have faith in Lance. I think Lance might be broken. I think getting hit so hard so many times last year, and so I think he's scared out of his mind to go back on the football field. You might be right. Donald may not be scared at all. He's like, oh, fuck, I don't, well, sorry, I just swore. <laughs> that was worse than me. Yeah, I'm sorry to all those uh, little kids out there. Your mom and dad swear more than I do, I'll tell you that. <laughs> or your bus driver. Yeah, yeah, don't walk in front of the bus when you get out of the bus, you little turd. And she, she can still run you over. And your parents like, what happened? I don't know. I just saw a little ant and just ran it over. <laughs> I'm kid. Don't do that. All right, <laughs> folks. It just got weird for some reason. Again, my podcast turns out to be a weird thing. Look, folks. We gotta go. I gotta go eat somewhere nice in Grand Rapids. So I gotta see if I can fit in these pants. That's that. what she said. Hey, it's so sad. By the way, folks, Sean's. Has, Sean has a, an outcoming party tonight. I did not have an outcoming party. Yeah, I mean, rainbows and the whole thing. Here we come. All right, peace and love. Not true. It's a joke. Again, we made a bad jokes again. <laughs> but that's what guys do. That's what we do. We pick on each other. So don't take it offensive. You can still have God's flags, guys and girls. All right, peace, love. Welcome to, thank you for listening to Crazy Dream Woo-hoo. Podcast Show. Thank you, Sean, for making it exciting again. Always great to be here, folks. And let's let's hope it gets warmer instead of colder. 48 degrees tomorrow. Oh, praise the Lord.